Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. We're starting a series uh, over the next sort of six weeks, six, seven weeks, which is looking at the kingdom. Um, and the heart behind the series is uh, to help us and encourage us to not only uh, dig deeper into sort of what is the kingdom, but also to get really practical um, and look at some practical ways that we can share the kingdom uh, with people as well. Um, and so this morning, I'm just going to kick us off by reminding us of what is the kingdom um, and just a couple of things that I felt like God was wanting to say to us about the kingdom. But, you know, I just felt like when, when Matt was showing this, uh, as I was pondering, so not being a handy man or handy person myself, I probably have some of these things wrong, so I apologize. But the Lord kind of kept bringing this hammer to mind. And, um, you know, the process of getting it to the restoration is quite a grueling process. I imagine there was a lot of sanding going on. I imagine there was a lot of scraping, rust. I imagine there were specific things and liquids and cleaning agents that had to be used, specific tools that had to be used. Um, And at times, maybe even wondering if it was ever going to come out okay. And I just felt like the Lord was saying that's, um, I don't know if that's for someone specific, but also that's kind of a picture of, of the kingdom that God is bringing, is that sometimes it feels a little bit like we can't quite see what God is doing, but this is always God's, um, what he holds in his, in his mind when he's bringing the kingdom into our lives. This restored whole person that he knows that he's given purpose to. And he knows exactly what to do in our lives to get us to this, this place. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm just trying to listen to the Lord. So if it seems a little bit like I'm not sure what to do next, that's because that's exactly what I'm feeling. <laughs> um, but I also don't want to miss what God's doing, right? It's really easy to just skip through things and think, well, I've got my notes and I've got my things to do. But um, I had a strong sense this morning. um, I woke up with a song, um, which is a worship song, when you walk into the room, everything changes. And it just kept on playing over and over and over and over and over in my mind. Um, And I just felt like I'd like us to just start off by just letting those words settle in our hearts because I think sometimes we can go like oh yeah yeah Jesus changes things yeah yeah the kingdom yeah yeah no no we know that we know what Jesus is about but I've been reminded that only a divine encounter with the Holy Spirit the only an encounter with God letting him in actually letting him in and choosing him to come into those spaces is actually going to make any change and is actually going to 
produce any fruit or move any mountains that we want to move or change any part of us. So if you wouldn't mind just standing with me, let's stand together. And whatever posture is helpful for you in terms of receiving. I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come, not that he isn't here already, but just to show his presence more demonstratively. So Holy Spirit, we come to you this morning. As we've been singing and as we've been doing already, we lay ourselves at your feet. We lay ourselves down at your feet, at your cross. Come, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us. Come and show yourself to us. Now, sometimes the silence is a little bit uncomfortable. Particularly if you were expecting a sermon, you might be feeling a little bit agitated at the moment. Why aren't we having a sermon? But that's okay. Just listen to whatever's going on inside of you. Give all of that to the Lord. Engage in it. Don't run away from it. There's no like perfect way that the Spirit comes. There's no perfect way that you have to be. I just sense some of you have been yearning for a touch from God, yearning for His Spirit, yearning for His presence. The Holy Spirit's sees you and knows you and he loves you. He hears the things in your heart. I just wonder if anyone's sen- just sensing something. I'm not going to ask you what, but just if you're sensing the spirit on you, would you mind just raising your hand? If it's like internally, if it's shaking, if there's a bit of heat, if there's a, whatever it is, if you feel the Holy Spirit is, is doing something on you and in you, just raise your hand. If those people around them, could we just, just lay a hand on them, encourage what the Lord is doing. You know, one of the things is um, I feel like that God wants to remind us is that this is his business. This is his work. As each and every one of us walk into this room, he knows where we're at. He knows what's going on for us. And so when we stop and when we are waiting and when we are asking the Spirit to speak, we're recognizing that He knows us best. We can come and pray for each other, and we love doing that as a church. But it's an encounter with the Lord, speaking into the exact thing that we are carrying, um, is, that, is His heart's desire.
So I just want to encourage us. Um, we, we, we'll, we'll stop there. But I just want to encourage you that when we come to times of worship, um, when we're in times of ministry, even as we're speaking, let's just be open and, and sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying and doing in us. Um, it's very easy to let things just pass by quickly and to have a fleeting thought and just to let it. Now, if the Lord's still doing stuff with you, feel free to stay standing. I, it's okay. Like we just... Sorry, I don't mean to point people out, but... <laughs> you know, church and gathering, coming together is about, is about community. The kingdom is about community and about us together, but it, it is about our Jesus, our King. Okay. That was completely unscripted and um, hopefully that was a blessing um, and God was doing some stuff in that. Um, I, um, when I first became a Christian, I was actually introduced to the, vin the vineyard and the kingdom without even realizing it. Uh, I didn't really have any language around it until much later, but... Um, uh, in my, I'd kind of say it was over a year that I became a Christian. And uh, there were a few things in that year that were really poignant for me coming to faith. We've, we've shifted something very intentional. And as I was reflecting on that, I realized that as we kind of come to look at the kingdom... And um, some of you might, if you've been in the vineyard for a while, you might have heard the sort of the now... Um, and not yet theology that we have of the kingdom, that the kingdom is both here and present and breaking in to our reality right now, and it's also coming. So, this, so we see things of the kingdom, the rule and reign of God. We see them breaking in. We see miracles. We see the prophetic. We see those things happening, but we don't see it completely. There's still that element of this present age where we don't see... Um, great. The next slide, Keith. Well, we don't fully see the kingdom. When Jesus comes again, he will bring that um, to completion. And um, for some people, that diagram will be fantastic because you're, you know, picture people. Uh, but I, I was reflecting on, how, on the things that, I, that really impacted me as I came to faith. And there were three things. And I think they things that God really wants to remind us of, um, but also just kind of paints this picture a little bit more. So when I first, um, I went to Canada as an exchange student, not from a Christian family, uh, was with a Christian, uh, not from a Christian family, but lived with a Christian family in Canada. Um, the first thing that really, really impacted me was the love that I felt walking into this family. The way they loved each other, the way that they, um, the way that they loved me, the way that they were gracious and compassionate towards me. I was not very easy to live with in the beginning. I was very angry and very angry at God and very angry at everyone, really. And so um, was taking that out on those around me, but also trying to drown that out as well in various different ways. And they loved me. 
I don't know if you've ever experienced love that's completely unconditional from a human being. It's, it's quite confronting, actually, and usually just makes you cross and angry. But it's really, really confronting when you experience love. And I, you know, I'm, I felt God saying, my kingdom, when I, as I bring my kingdom in power and I bring my kingdom in majesty and I bring my kingdom in glory, it is all covered by love. Love first and foremost. Love always. The, the other thing uh, that jumped out of me of my story is that the first time, so eventually I agreed to go to church with them and I went to a life group. And the first time I walked into the life group, it was a young adults life group. There were about 30 of us there. And little things happened that, that evening that I suddenly knew that God knew I was there. Because there were things that were only, only I would have known. And I suddenly realized I was, I was seen and I was known. And I, I just, embarrassingly, fell apart completely. And I wept. And I wept and I wept and I wept. And, and I, um, I was asking the Lord, why, why was that image particularly? And I felt like the Lord say, because with this dynamic of the kingdom... Sometimes we weep together, don't we? Sometimes we sit with each other and we grieve. Sometimes we just have nothing to say and there's nothing to say, but we can sit with each other and we can weep together. And actually I realise, you know, in this day and age, that is something that's quite unusual and quite unique and quite special about uh, this beautiful family, this church, family of God that we're a part of. And then the last thing that really struck me was the supernatural. So for even months down the line, um, I had, from the same community of people, I had a prophetic word given to me which was so spot on, it completely shifted my whole uh, view on myself, God, my life. I'd say that was the pivotal moment because it was so specific from somebody who didn't know me at all. And so experiencing that sup the supernatural, that inbreaking of the kingdom, that um, now word, that, oh my gosh, God knows, he really does, was very profound. And so as we think about this kingdom, as we come to thinking about this kingdom, this now and not yet, which is the theology that frames the kingdom for us and for all our theology as the vineyard, all those things are important. I love it that we are a church that prays and pushes in for healing. I love that we do prophetic words. I love that we say, we can all hear the Lord. The Lord is speaking to all of us. Um, Keith, just not yet. Can you flick back to that one? Thanks. Um, I love that, that, that that's the case. But I love also that we 
can walk with each other through the trials, through the hardships, through the things that are not um, when we don't see the kingdom breaking in. I think when I discovered the vineyard and discovered this theology, I'm not saying it's unique to the vineyard, but for me that was the journey that I did. I was, it was like I was home. I was like, oh my gosh, this makes sense to me. Because I do know God do, does miracles. I know he does miracles for today. I know that God heals. I've seen God Physical healings, emotional healings, mental healings, changing things. I've seen it. But I've also grieved and seen it not happen. And how do I walk that tension? How do I hold those two? How do I love people? How do I love people in the grief and love people when it's not happening? But how do I keep pressing in? Keep pressing in. Keep going, yes, Lord, we want to see your healing. We want to see your presence. We want to see the Spirit. And I love it because we go, how do you do that? You just lean into both. You lean into both equally. Is it messy sometimes? Yes. Does it feel awkward sometimes? Yes. Would you prefer to sit on one side of the fence or the other sometimes? Yes. Are there times when I'd prefer just not to even think about praying for healing? Yes. But I also don't want to miss what the Lord has. And I also don't want other people to miss what the Lord has for them. And so constantly the Lord reminds me to keep pushing into the kingdom. Keep pushing in to listening for words, listening for what he is saying. You know, Rob spoke last week about there are no insiders and outsiders in this kingdom. God loves everyone. He died for everyone. He came for everyone. Which means that when I go out there, when we go out there, we are his ambassadors of that kingdom. We are his mouthpiece and his hands and his feet. And we're going to... Part of the heart behind the series is to look at some of the theology around the kingdom of God. So we are going to uh, look at some of the parables that Jesus spoke on when he said the kingdom of God is like. And we're going to look a little bit deeper into those. And we're going to couple that with some really practical ways of taking the kingdom to people. We're going to use um, a book by a guy called Mike Frost. Now, I know whenever we, we, you know, you get a book and you use a model, everyone goes, oh my gosh, is that the model? We are now going to be at this kind of church who does things this way. Um, but we're not. We're just using it as a tool. Even Mike Frost in the book says there's no silver bullet with sharing the kingdom with people. This is just going to be a tool to help us in sharing this kingdom that we're experiencing here and with each other and in our communities and in our families to share it with people who who don't know 
this king yet. And they're going to be quite practical ways as well. But we want creativity, right? God is a God of creativity. So don't feel like you have to do the exact thing that we talk about if God is encouraging you to do something slightly different. There were a few things that I think that I just felt God wanted to remind us about, about this kingdom, before we start digging into this and before we think of sharing the kingdom with people. The first thing I felt like God wanted to remind us of is that this kingdom that we are a part of is ruled by a good, perfect father. God kind of uses that picture of himself as a father and, and I believe a mother because there's mothering qualities that God has as well. I know for some people that is quite hard and that's not positive. But we are part of a kingdom where we are not servants and subjects. We are part of a kingdom where we are family. We are children That is something that's quite profound. Because usually when you talk about governing or leadership or kings, there's not a personal element in that. But Jesus, Jesus is personal. The kingdom that we take out is personal to each and every person that we meet. He knows them. That's why we want to partner with him for what he has for everyone. The other thing I felt like the Lord wanted to remind us of is that the kingdom, this kingdom message that we're going to demonstrate and bring and show and dig into is the best news ever. It really really is. And I felt a little bit challenged with this because I felt like the Lord say, do you live and do you speak to people like it's the best news ever? Not that it means you've got to be talking about it all the time and kind of shoving things down people's throats, but do you live in a way that, that says that the Father and the kingdom that I am a part of and the Father that's head of my family, this is the best ever. Every single person needs to be in this family. Why is it the best news ever? Um, Keith, you can put the other slide up now. Thanks. I'm just picking up a few things. Because we now have forgiveness. We no longer have to get caught up in our bitterness and have that dictate our behaviour or the way we relate to each other, we have, we receive forgiveness and we can extend forgiveness. We have redemption on offer. Things that we never thought we could change, Jesus can change and he can give back what has been stolen or what has been lost. We can have peace. We don't have to keep living with fear and anxiety driving us. We can walk through the darkest times knowing we're not alone. There is wholeness on offer. Our past does not define who we are. 
Our identity is in Jesus, and we can walk in that, even when it's an outworking of that. Healing. We can come to our King, our Father, and us for healing, to make things right as He intended them to be. To restore what's, what's been lost. There's comfort. We are never alone. Never, ever. God is always with us. He is with us and he invites us into a family. There are various promises in Scripture that say that. His purpose. We know that we're not a mistake or an accident. We know that God numbered our days before we were even born and knew we were being knit together in our mother's wombs. We have identity and belonging. We know who we are. So even if you didn't get that sense of belonging in the family where you grew up, or even if you still haven't found it as an adult, in Jesus you can find that. There is love. Love redefined. Not self-seeking, but sacrificial. Not about what I can get out of it, but what can I give? And joy. A deep, deep, deep knowing within our very being. I know for some of us this is like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, kind of a little bit obvious. But for so many people in our world, they are desperate for these things. One of them, all of them, and I just felt the Lord remind us that He is the one who can bring that. He is the one who can bring all those things. And He chooses to do it through us. So when we're bringing the kingdom, this is what we're bringing. The last thing that I felt like the Lord wanted to just, um, I guess, reignite in us uh, is a joy about the kingdom. Do uh, you know, funny, when you start talking about evangelism or sharing your faith with people, like people can kind of start to either feel a bit guilty or a bit like that's not my gifting or a little bit like um, I'm too busy. But actually, if we allow the Lord to reignite the joy in us, the joy of this kingdom... It's not so much about, oh, I have to share my faith with people. It's, my, it's a bit like, oh my goodness, this is the best news ever. There's a heavenly father that loves you desperately and I want to listen to him for what he wants to say to you where you are right now. And there's this joy and anticipation um, that bubbles up it means that we also don't just try harder to share our faith. You know, we, like I said, we're going to get quite practical with the kingdom and how we can share the kingdom with others. Don't get caught up in the, oh, have I done, like in the tick list. Allow the Lord to stir a joy and an excitement and an anticipation of sharing the kingdom with others. 
in these very practical ways. The, um, the verse that kept, another verse that kept jumping out of me as I was preparing this was um, in Hebrews, where it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. It's talking about Jesus. And for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. I thought that was a really funny sentence. Not funny, haha, but just a really weird sentence. Because joy and endurance don't seem to be matching words, do they? And I'm not a marathon runner. I know some of you are. But the thought of endurance does not bring joy to my heart at all. And so, you know, sometimes when I've read that, what I've focused on is the endurance, how Jesus really had to push through, how it must have been really hard to be betrayed, how, you know, all those things. But this time, the Lord highlighted the joy. It was because front and centre, Jesus held joy. The joy of what he knew was to come. The joy of what the kingdom was going to mean. The kingdom coming and breaking into this present age. That's what he held when he endured. It was the joy. And so I felt like the Lord was saying, he wants to reignite that joy in us again. That joy of what Jesus can do. That joy of how Jesus meets people and changes people. I know there's been disappointment. I know sometimes some of us are tired. And that's why this joy is not a happiness or a something that, that we can conjure up ourselves. It's a deep joy in the Lord that, that will guard, guard and guide our steps. So what I'd, I'd love to do, if you wouldn't mind standing with me. Is I just, I'm going to ask the Lord to come and fill us with joy for his kingdom. If God's been doing other things in you, then stick with those things. That's fine. Push into those things. But I just feel like he wants to reignite the joy. Not that's so that we're fakely happy people running around with cheesy smiles, but so that we come to people and we come to sharing the kingdom with delight and grace and love and compassion and a lightness. That means we're not just trying to convert people. We're actually wanting them to meet their father who loves them desperately. So Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come now. I want to thank you for all the people that we have here who have a deep joy and a deep sense um, of sharing Jesus with people. Thank you for all the conversations that I know go on in the background. Thank you for those who are praying so faithfully for friends and family, for those who've been risking and stepping out. I feel like the Lord's saying, he sees that and it brings such great joy and delight to his heart. 
but he wants to reignite that joy in us. Remember that first love? Remember when you first felt freedom when God changed something for you? That first love when you first discovered you were loved? When you saw healing? Jesus, come and reignite those memories. Come and reignite that joy in us. If you feel like you don't actually have that, and you're struggling with joy, bring that to the Lord too and allow him to bring it supernaturally. So more of your joy, Lord, more of your deep-rooted joy. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to um, close off the service there, but I want to encourage you that if you'd like prayer for that joy, for that reigniting of joy, um, feel free to come forward and love to pray for you um, and just stand with you in that um, and if there's prayer for anything else that I've said then please feel free to come forward otherwise be blessed um, enjoy morning tea and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week